Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. We've been going through this series called Supernatural Church. Um, It's been brilliant, hasn't it? It's been really good. I thought I'd do a quick recap to bring you up to speed if you've never been here before, um, or maybe you've forgotten what we've heard over the last six or seven weeks. Um, So right before Easter, my dad, David, who's there, he introduced this whole topic um, of the Supernatural Church, and he basically said the church is by its nature, supernatural. That's who we are. We're born from above, we're baptized by the Spirit, and we're a dwelling place for God. How amazing is that? Um, Then we had Mother's Day. That was not supernatural church. But then we had Sharon. (coughs) Mothers are supernatural, sure. But uh, but anyway, but the, the next one was we had Sharon, and she talked about a divine deposit. Do you remember that? Um... And uh, we look to our identity and our inheritance because of the deposit of the Holy Spirit. As I go through these, you're probably going to pick up on a little theme that's uh, tying them all together. Um, After that, we had Rich Jones with us, and he spoke on being just like Jesus. Um, And he said, we're not super spiritual, superstitious, superficial, or super serious, thank goodness. Our nature is heavenly, full of life, prepared. And uh, he was talking about the importance of everybody being prepared for when we're together, whether that's spiritual gifts and how they're for all of us. Um, Then Phil spoke on uh, maturity and uh, looking at unity in the spirit and growing into maturity together. And then last week, who was here last week? Yeah, we had my mum. Uh, speaking on the supernatural church has a supernatural voice. It wasn't that good. (laughs) Um, She was talking about the power of our declaration uh, and speaking what the Spirit is saying to the church and to the world. Um, The common theme is the Holy Spirit. I hope you might have picked up on that. (laughs) Um, The supernatural church, by its very nature, is marked by the Holy Spirit. Um, so I want to encourage you, listen back to those messages. Um, a lot of what I'm going to say today has probably been said already in, in one form, um, because it's all about the Holy Spirit, basically. Um, but hopefully it should, it should definitely follow on nicely from last week. Uh, so, Daz, the man at the back, please could you put up the first slide? Can anybody tell me what that is? It's, it's very obvious. Naya, it's a dog. Great. Could you put up the next slide, please? Who knows what that is? Nice, a gramophone. Side fact, the gramophone was invented by Thomas Edison. Mmm, light bulb moment. 1877, it was the first device to be able to reproduce a recorded sound. Essentially, you can hear things through that. Okay, Daz, can you put up the next slide? Does that look familiar to anybody? Yes. Where have you seen that before? 
HMV. Does anybody know what HMV stands for? Yes. Next slide, please, Daz. His master's voice. That's, that's today's title. It's a little bit of fun. But every time you see that logo, you're now going to remember everything I say. So that's good. Um, but we're going to be talking all about hearing the Holy Spirit, hearing his master's voice. Um, I like this title and I like that logo because, you know, they say a dog is a man's best friend, don't they? And uh, we're talking about hearing the Holy Spirit. My dad said right at the beginning, the Holy Spirit is our best friend. He's with us all the time and he's speaking all the time. So when we look at this, we can think of our best friend speaking to us. That's great. Um, I'm not planning on speaking for too long because a lot of what I say is uh, going to work best when we just have a go, basically. We're going to have a go at hearing God. <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, and if, if you go away with anything today, I want you to know that it's not complicated to hear the Holy Spirit, to hear God. It's not complicated. It's really easy. Um, hearing him is a part of who we are now. It's in our nature as the supernatural church. It's part of us. Um, we've been brought into a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, and we've been created to live in that relationship with him. Any relationship includes communication, doesn't it? That's a fundamental part of a relationship. Um, that means speaking and listening. So what we're doing is we're just listening uh, in that relationship that we've been brought into. Um, so... Apolog well, not, not apologies, really. This is not going to be a complicated message. It's very simple. Um, I'm just going to go through some like really practical things about how we can hear the Holy Spirit. Because I think a lot of the time we like to try and you know, make it really complicated. And we're like, how on earth do we hear God? It's not complicated. So we're going to look at why he speaks to us, uh, how we can be ready to hear the Holy Spirit, uh, some of the ways that we can hear him, and what to do when we hear him. Yeah, does that sound okay? Um, I'm just going to pray. Uh, wow, wasn't it great to worship him this morning? Amazing. I, I, I would choose to carry on, but I've got to speak. So, But Jesus, you are so wonderful. And, uh, and we're here to hear you speak to us today. And right now, before we, before we get stuck in, we want to open up ourselves, we want to open our ears, um, and we want to ask that you speak to us clearly. Um, and God, I, I pray for anybody in this room who's never heard your voice, that today would be the first day when they hear you speak to them. Amen. Okay, so why does he speak to us? Why does the Holy Spirit speak to us? I've just come up with a few reasons. There's many reasons, but um, the first is he, he speaks to us about the plan for our life. Uh, and he guides us through that. Jeremiah 29, 11, does everybody, most people know that verse. It says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good, not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. He knows those plans, but he doesn't keep those plans a secret from us. That one of the ways he speaks to us, uh, one of the reasons he speaks to us is to reveal those plans. Um, if you're here today and, and you're like, why am I on the planet? 
what's the reason for my life? The Holy Spirit can reveal that to you today. Um, he speaks to us about areas of our life that need changing. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18 says this. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It, notice it says there we're being transformed. That means we're not finished yet. <laughs> if we were all, you know, the perfect finished article, we probably wouldn't be here. Um, we're not the finished article, but the Holy Spirit helps to transform us. So one of the uh, reasons that he speaks to us is to, to help us and to move us on from glory to glory, like it says in that verse. He uses us to bring his word to other people. Uh, this is really cool, and it's really important. Um, now, I have a couple of uh, willing or unwilling volunteers uh, is Esther here? Yeah, Esther's there and Sam. Where's Sam? Sam. Sam and Esther, I've asked them if they could come and just share a little something that happened recently. Um, that's, that's a perfect example of how the Holy Spirit uh, uses us to bring his word to other people. Yeah? So give them a little round of applause. Uh, we'll start with Sam. So basically it was a youth night, uh, Tim was leading, we were doing worship and at the end we were praying for each other and I had a word for Esther and it was don't let anything hold you back. So Esther went on and did this. <laughs> so when Sam gave me the word he didn't know whether that was uh, from God or not, he was, you know he just trusted it, he didn't, he didn't know for sure whether it was significant. I knew as soon as he said it, it was significant because it spoke to something that I was thinking about at that time. Um, and it was to do with uh, reaching out to people in the town because I'd not really had any conversations about God in the last recent time. And then um, I was in the opticians later that week and um, my optician, we go into there quite a lot, so we know him fairly well. And he was complaining about his back, which he has done a number of times when we've been in. And I really thought, I, I know I need to pray for this man. Um, but I thought, oh, I'm in the shop. I also know he's a Muslim and he might not take kindly to that and all the rest of it. And then Sam's word came back to me as I was having this conversation with God <laughs> in the shop whilst I'm having a conversation with Muhammad at the same time <laughs> and um, and um, I just heard that word don't hold back um, and I just thought well I can't then I can't hold back and I just said to Muhammad uh, could I pray for you um, you know I'm a Christian could, would you let me pray for you and he just said yes I'd love that <laughs> and better still he got healed <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> but you know, um, Sam heard the Holy Spirit, and if Sam had never passed that on to Esther, you know, she might not have recalled that and then prayed for, you know, we never know. But, but that's wonderful. That's a, it's a perfect example of how the Holy Spirit can speak to us in order that we can bring his word to others. That's both Christians and non-Christians, by the way. Yeah, it's not, it's not just for us. Um, another reason why he speaks to us is to bring direction to the church. 
in Revelation 2 and 3, there's this uh, funny little phrase that's repeated. And it says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And uh, it says that about six or seven times. Um, But, you know, we can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Um, That's not just something that happens in the book of Revelation. That happens today. Um, he, he, uh, another reason why he speaks is so that we can understand his word more. Uh, he wrote it <laughs> in the first place. You know, well, lots of people wrote it, but they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke through them and told them what to write. And, uh, you know, anytime you open the Bible, you can say, Holy Spirit, please help me to understand this. <laughs> I think without the Holy Spirit, you can just be reading words on a page but when you ask him to do that, he reveals things and things, you know, light up and I'm sure you know. So um, how, I want to talk about how we can be ready to hear the Holy Spirit. So I had a little look at why he speaks. Um, but this is how we can be ready. And if you like uh, lists or steps or points, this is step one. <laughs> uh, step one is to know that God is a speaking God. Um, we heard all about this last week. Have a listen to the podcast. But God is not silent. God is a God who speaks. And we read this in, in Genesis. He's creating the world. And verse 3, and God said. Verse 6, and God said. Verse 9, and God said. Verse 11, then God said. Verse 14, and God said. And so on. Um, he didn't stop on the seventh day and just decide, right, I'm done speaking now. The world is created. <laughs> no, he carried on and he spoke to Adam and he said take care of my creation he spoke to Noah and said build a boat he spoke to Abraham and said you're going to be the father of many nations he spoke to Joseph through dreams he spoke to Samuel and woke him up in the night and Samuel thought it was Eli but it was it was God he spoke to David and said you're going to be the king even though it's 30 years until David became the king Uh, he spoke to the prophets and said Jesus is coming years before Jesus came but God spoke He spoke to John the Baptist and said, prepare the way for Jesus. And he spoke to Jesus himself. Even though Jesus is God, he still heard from God. (laughs) That blows my mind. (laughs) John 5.30 says, uh, this is Jesus. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And it didn't stop at Jesus. He spoke to Paul and Barnabas. Uh, and directed them as they went throughout all of the area preaching the gospel. He said, go here, and they went. You get the message. God is a speaking God. Step two. Know that the Holy Spirit is God. (laughs) Yeah? We believe that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all God. God is God, but God is also the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. That means that... Uh, Jesus, who was born, was God, but in you know as a human, the Holy Spirit is God. Um, when Jesus ascended to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. That was God. <laughs> um, Genesis one twenty six twenty seven, it says, "Let us make man in our image." It's not a, a single person. It, it's it's those three people. When we talk about hearing from God, we're talking about hearing the person who lives inside of you. 
And that's really important. So that's my step three, is to know that he lives in you. John 14, 15, 17 says, If you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he, re- he remains with you and will be in you. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. When Jesus died and went back to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to fill us and to live in us. This means that he's not external. That's really important. He's inside of you. When you speak to the Holy Spirit and when you're listening to the Holy Spirit, you're not speaking and listening to somebody who's far off. He's not up in the clouds somewhere. We often like adopt this pose when we pray and we, we do this or we do this. That's okay, but he's inside of you. Um, you're talking to a person who's living inside of you. That's really, really important. Really important. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 17. Don't you know that you are God's temple or sanctuary and that the spirit of God lives in you? If anyone destroys God's sanctuary, God will destroy him. For God's sanctuary is holy. That is what you are. (laughs) Did you know you're holy because the Holy Spirit is inside of you? Um, If you turn to Romans 8, 5 to 11, um, I can read some verses to you, but it's good for you to read them as well. Uh, the, the whole of Romans 8 is phenomenal. <laughs> I'd encourage you to read it lots of times. Um, but Romans 8, <clears throat> 5 to 11, it says this. Uh, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, this is speaking to you here today. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Do you see the Spirit lives in you? (laughs) Um, Being continually filled with the Spirit is really important. Um, on the day that you got baptized in the Spirit, there was this moment when the Holy Spirit filled you and you probably hadn't experienced it before, but it, it doesn't just stop there. It's important that we continually be filled, um, not for the first time every time, <laughs> um, but you know, the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit, the more he fills us. Uh, and the more that happens, the more we become less of us and more of him, if that makes sense. Um, the more we're led by him, his thoughts become our thoughts. 
John 3.30, John says, I must decrease so that he can increase. Uh, Acts 13.52, the disciples were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Step four, (laughs) know that his promise is that we would hear his voice. He promises it. Uh, in John 10, 27, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. We can hear the Holy Spirit. We can hear his voice. It's a promise to us. Okay? So God is a speaking God. The Holy Spirit is God. He lives in you. And he promises that we would hear his voice. So some of the ways that we can hear the Holy Spirit, there's a lot of ways. (laughs) He speaks to all of us um, a little bit differently. um, Which is good because if he just spoke in the same way, it would be a bit boring, actually, I think. <laughs> um, but he speaks in lots of different ways. So some ways that we can hear him through reading the word. Like I said earlier, he's the one who uh, wrote the book. He knows it. Um, and as we're reading the word, we can hear him speak to us. In worship, um, I don't know whether anybody felt like they heard from God whilst we were worshipping earlier, but, you know, when we worship him, the Holy Spirit can highlight certain things, maybe as we're singing a song. Um, a posture of worship puts him before us, and I believe that makes it really easy for him to speak to us. Worshipping Jesus strengthens our relationship with him. Um, when you read through the Psalms, there's this uh, funny word called sailor, S-E-L-A-H. Uh, and that means a pause. Um, you're reading through a Psalm, and there's this word, and it says pause. And it means it's, it's a time to, to reflect, to stop, and to listen. And uh, we should do that. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. Um, I went to university in Manchester, and uh, one Sunday we were having this you know, meeting and we were worshipping and um, there was a pause and music carried on as it does and I just said, God, speak to me. And uh, he gave me a really clear um, word for for a girl who um, had a really bad relationship with her mum. Hadn't seen her mum in a long time and, and God just said he wants to restore that relationship. He wants to bring them back together. And I had no idea if this girl was there, but I was like, all right. So I, I went and I, and I shared this word, and this girl came to me, and she said, oh, that's for me. Um, so we prayed for her, and then the following week she came back, and she said, you'll never guess, but my mum, who I haven't spoken to in, in I don't know, it was, it was years, so she randomly called me on a Sunday night, and she said, uh, she said I'm really sorry. I, I want to get in touch with you, and I want to I re- rebuild that relationship. And uh, so this girl told me, and she's like, oh, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> but, but God can speak in, in uh, those times when we're worshiping him, and we just stop and we let him speak. He, he does that. Um, prayer and fasting. 
Acts 13, verse 2, it says, As they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work I've called them to. Uh, fasting is really important. I want to encourage you that when we get together to pray, um, have a go at fasting as well. Uh, it doesn't have to be super religious. Like, if you want to just fast breakfast, fast breakfast. Do the whole day. Do five days if you want. But the, the key is that when you're fasting, you're um, relying on and drawing strength from the Holy Spirit, not on food. Yeah, normally if we're feeling tired and we need energy, we go to food to help us. But the Holy Spirit's the one who sustains us. And that's why we fast, is we draw on him. When we fast, um, you'll find that he speaks really clearly. Uh, he does, because you spend, um, you're spending that time relying on him and drawing on him. And uh, it just makes a way for him to speak. It's so clear. You should try it. <laughs> Uh, speaking in tongues, it's the language of the Spirit. Uh, he speaks through other people, like we heard earlier. That's the way the body's designed. Uh, we're designed to support one another, build each other up. The Holy Spirit speaks through us to us. That's what Stephen spoke about a few weeks ago, being prepared when we're together. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: iron sharpens iron. I'll give you another example. Um... Many years ago, we had a guy called Arne from Norway come and visit us. He's coming in September as well, so that'd be great. But anyway, he was, uh, he was speaking all about like, bringing words of knowledge to people. And I thought, that's really cool. Like, I'd, I'd quite like to do that. And um, through him speaking, it, it, it got me excited. It inspired me, and I was like, yes, I want the same. So the following uh, week, I was at work. Some of you know the story. I was working in the garden center. And uh, I was just thinking about this, and uh, I was like, God, I want a word of knowledge for, some, for somebody. I thought, if you can do it for Anna, you can do it through me. And, and, and he spoke to me. <laughs> I was about 14 or 13 or something, maybe a bit older. And uh, he said, oh, this lady, her knee's been playing up. Um, and he told me her name. I was like, right, this is either going to go really well or really bad, because <laughs> you never know. And uh, so I went up to her in, in the car park. There's so many people around. And I was like, oh, hello, you know. I said, is, is your name, I forget, Judy or Julie or something? She said, yes. I said, uh, oh, right. <laughs> well, in that, in that case, uh, do you have a bad knee? And, and she said, yes, she injured it skiing and um, dislocated it or something. It's been giving her trouble. I said, well, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah. Never saw her again. I, I believe God healed her. Because why else would he speak like that, you know? Um, but the point was, I, I heard somebody else talking about the Holy Spirit using him, and I was like, yes, I want the same. Um, he can speak to us through dreams and visions. You know, when Jesus talked through the Gospels, like a third of his teachings were parables. And, and you think, I wonder why that is. Well, I believe that when... Um, when you, you tell a story or you give somebody a picture of something, it's so much easier for them to imagine it and to see it for themselves. Um, I believe he told the parables to make it easy for him to communicate that revelation or what he was saying. Um, I'll give you another example. <laughs> this, is, this is not like, look at me, by the way. I just This is how the Holy Spirit speaks. Um, great, it's helping you. 
couple of years ago at Bible Week, um, uh, we had an evening where people were getting prayed for to be healed, and God just gave me this really clear picture uh, of uh, a girl, and she was sat on her bed at home, and she was trying to read the Bible, but she suffered from dyslexia, and she couldn't read it, and she got frustrated, and she threw it away, and she said, I just want to read the Bible, but I can't because of this thing that was, you know, stopping her. Okay, so again, <laughs> like plucked up the courage to, to bring this word and um, and, I, and I, I brought it and I didn't know, you know, I didn't know at the time if it was from God or not, but I thought I'll just bring it. So I brought it and this girl, uh, she, she put her hand up and she said, that's exactly what happened. She said, I was sitting in my bed, I was trying to read the Bible and I just got frustrated because of this dyslexia. So we prayed for her and um, she instantly got healed and she came out to the front and she opened up her Bible and she just started reading. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like, it just started. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, she had dyslexia. And I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know if that was going to happen or not, but, but it did. But um, I believe that the picture, the, the vision, seeing her on the bed, um, you, you cannot deny if that's you or not because, you know, you know that I was, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, God can speak to us in lots of different ways. Don't think that just because one person hears God through visions or through the word, that that's the only way he speaks. Find out the way that God speaks to you. Um, sometimes, you know, something will pop into your head that seems totally random. Um, but if you're f filled with the Spirit and you're aware of Him, it won't seem so random. You th oh, why did I just think of, I don't know, Andy White? haven't spoken to Andy in a while. I wonder how he's doing. Um, I'd encourage you to, to follow that. <laughs> Find out how he's doing. The Holy Spirit might be prompting you to bring something to Andy. Okay, so what to do when the Holy Spirit speaks to us? Uh, first of all, believe that he has spoken to you. Uh, so often, you know, I hear people saying, well, I'm just not sure... If I've heard from God, I'm, I'm not sure. I asked him to speak to me, and I think he did, but I'm not sure. Can I encourage you to believe that he's spoken to you? Um, the more you do that, the more that you trust him, the more you'll figure out if he has or if he hasn't. But if you don't believe it in the first place, you're, you're never going to develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit, and you're not going to understand his voice to you. Um, I believe that if we, ask, if we ask God to speak to us, he will, because he's a speaking God. Um, the more we spend time listening to him and doing what he says, the more we learn how he sounds. Um, very often he'll confirm what he's said in a few different ways. You know, uh, sometimes when we're here on a Sunday, somebody will 
will bring a word and then someone else will come and they'll be like, oh yes, that's exactly like what God said to me. And they'll, they'll bring it, but they'll follow it on. And there's a verse in the, in the Bible that says, um, he, he, uh, we prophesy in part, it says. Um, that means that sometimes God will give you something, but it won't be the full thing because he speaks to somebody else as well to bring the next bit. Um, it's good. Uh, do what he says. <laughs> if he's speaking to you and telling you to do something, just do it. If Sam had, hadn't passed on that word to Esther, um, you know, we don't know what would have happened with Muhammad. <laughs> um, do what he says. Don't be like Jonah, who heard from God and then ran in the opposite direction, got swallowed up by a whale. That's not a good day for anybody, is it? I want to also encourage you, write down what he says and keep a record. Um, sometimes God gives you a word that's fulfilled many years later. Um, but if you've got a record of what he says, you can be looking back and reminding yourself of his promise. It was great hearing Susan's testimony of um, a promise from God that she's standing on now until she sees it in its fullness. Uh, keep a record. Um, sometimes we can ask God to speak to us and it might seem like he's not speaking. Or maybe God's spoken to you before um, and has given you the word already that you need for right now. If you don't hear him straight away, don't assume he's not spoken. Uh, have a think. Remind yourself. Um, I'd encourage you, tell somebody what he said to you. Uh, we have elders in the church. They're, part of their uh, responsibility is to help us in this. We can go to them and we can say, I really feel God is telling me to, I don't know, <laughs> start a business. I heard, a, I heard a story once, somebody, they felt like God was saying start a business. Um, and... Uh, they, I think they went to the elders and they weren't so sure, but they did it anyway. The business crashed. And uh, it's really important that we, we go to our elders with these things. Um, they're, they're men who are full of the spirit and they know his voice. They can help us. Um, I think I'm going to stop. What I really want is for us to, to listen to the Holy Spirit. I could speak for hours, but it's probably not as, uh, maybe not as important as, as, as trying it, putting it into action. Um, Uh, Benj, could you come and play for us? Uh, we were, we were. I was. I asked the guys to sing a song, but I think we should just have some 
piano. <laughs> so, so the Holy Spirit is God, and He is speaking all the time, and uh, and He loves you. He He really, really loves you, and He's speaking to you. And I just want to remind you of that. Um, you know, it says, uh, it says, ask these things and they'll be given to you. We can ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And he will. That's who he is. Um, so I, I, I'd like us to ask him. <laughs> if that's okay with you. Part of what's going to um, distinguish the church as being supernatural is hearing the Holy Spirit and doing what he says. And uh, this is a great time to, to start. Let's give it a go. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>